This is the Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. On the Country Sport Breakfast, it's time to talk the big one now. And there can be no bigger challenge in sport than to play the world champions in their own backyard in front of a sellout crowd. England, the Red Roses take on the Black Ferns. Joining us is Women's uh, Rugby World Cup commentator out of the UK, out of ITV, Nick Heath. It's going to be a biggie. Morning, Nick. Nick. Good morning. How are you? Very, very well, thank you. This is going to be an absolute ripper. I mean, the Red Roses, for a start off, they've gone 30 games without being beaten. But can the Black Ferns beat them? They certainly can. I'm not going to suggest that they can't. I think, uh, you know, many saw the Black Ferns come up to the Northern Hemisphere last November and, uh, well, go away with a tail between their legs with uh, with four heavy defeats, two each to England and France. And, and certainly the amount of times that England and France have met over the last few years when perhaps due to the pandemic, New Zealand weren't able to get out on the road and get those games under their belt. It, it felt like the women's game was progressing more readily here in the Northern Hemisphere around the women's Six Nations. But as we all knew, with the basic skills, the abilities of the Black Ferns and, well, with a certain Wayne Smith in charge, uh, it was only going to take a a, a few runs and a few warm-up games and then the run of a home World Cup to get them up to speed. And uh, there is nobody, uh, if, if there's anybody that's telling you they can call the result of this on Saturday, they're lying. Yes, so you've watched them since that disastrous Northern Tour. What's impressed you most on the turnaround since the professor took over the Black Ferns, Wayne Smith? I think I think you have to take it back to uh, you know to the players that that bravely stood up and called out uh, what was going on within within the New Zealand camp. The fact that you know players weren't being respected, weren't being res- um, you know, supported. Um, it was from that moment on, really, that uh, that then a few of the internal investigations took place and realised that things needed to change. Um, I think you know it's great that that we've got a sellout Eden Park coming up because I think you know a lot of us in the Northern Hemisphere assumed that because the Black Ferns were a, a, a side that won an awful lot and, and were a very successful team, that ultimately they had the full backing of the New Zealand public and and actually part of what we've discovered over the last year or so where the results haven't come in is that maybe that engagement hadn't been where they thought it was. So the fact that these things have had a decent turnaround, that perhaps New Zealand has fully awoken to women's rugby in a way that they hadn't up until this home-hosted tournament um, is a really good legacy for the team no matter what happens on Saturday. But but also what we've got is is a new generation of Black Ferns They've got, you know, a fair few fewer caps than this England Red Roses side will have. But they are full of belief. They're full of talent. They're full of finishing ability. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think England are going to try and bring the power game and try and shut them down up front, I think. But if that back line, Ruahe Dement, Portia Woodman, Stacey Flula, Ruby Tui, if they get going, uh, England have got a serious challenge on their hands. It's an interesting matchup, really, isn't it? Because England have got the pack. They've got the forwards and the Black Ferns have the... The, the back so what a what a combination that is to go head to head yeah it certainly is and and I think in simplicity that is that is really where it's all at you know England have got Sarah Hunter England captain earning a 140th cap uh, it's a, it's a ridiculous achievement as she's in her fourth rugby world cup alongside Marley Packer in that back row and Alex Matthews two other world cup winners from 2014 uh, when the Black Ferns got knocked out by Ireland earlier in the competition. So, yeah, they've got plenty in that pack. Abby Ward, who's in the second row, she was part of a a documentary that was on up here um, where she said she has a picture of herself in tears 
in Dublin at the 2017 Rugby World Cup final. And, uh, and she uses that as her motivation to say she never wants to feel like that on the losing side of a World Cup final again. So, so these, are the, these are the emotions that the England pack are bringing into it. They're determined to bring that power game and perhaps show their cohesiveness that has brought them those, those 30 wins in a row, as you mentioned. But they might be a little lighter in the back line. They've certainly got finishing ability in the likes of Abby Dow and Lydia Thompson on the wings. But is Zoe Harrison the best player to steer England round the park? She's possibly got a decent boot, but actually maybe not the silkier skills of distribution that Ruhe de Munt has. Uh, and then, you know, I think any world team that's got to try and uh, look after the likes of Woodman and Tui on the wings is going to have a real challenge. I think that's why England have gone with Lydia Thompson, who defensively is really strong. And, you know, I, I haven't even mentioned Emily Scarrett, former World Rugby Player of the Year, um, in that midfield opposite Stacey Flula. It has got so much uh, to look forward to so many matchups, just absolutely can't wait for the game. And the, the coach Middleton's been forced to make a, a change at fullback. Helena Rowland has suffered a foot injury in last week's semi, so uh, she's been replaced as well. So I'm, I guess you know, a couple of uh, injuries have forced changes in the back line. They have, yeah. I mean, Ellie Kildun, who was at 15, uh, was there on a, for, for two or three games during the Women's Six Nations back in the spring up here. Um, and Holly Aitchison was at 12, as she will be for this game. So it, it's not a back line that hasn't played together. They've certainly played a few games together. Um, Helena Rowland is a big loss, though. She's a very adept kicker. She often plays fly half for her club, Luff for Lightning. Um, and, uh, and she's an incredible runner. Now, Kildun is, is a super finisher as well. Uh, but I think Roland is, is more the full package. I know that a few England fans, when watching Ellie Kildun join the line, can get a bit frustrated that she'll, she'll carry up until the very last inch she possibly uh, can and often dies with the ball rather than seeing the opportunity to pass the ball. So uh, England fans will be hoping she's playing more heads-up rugby in that regard. So, yeah, there, there are a couple of little, little tweaks and changes. But uh, but certainly not a lineup that that is inexperienced. Nick, it's exciting to have this World Cup here in front of a sellout crowd at Eden Park. We're looking forward to it, and no doubt you are on that side of the world. Thanks for joining us today. Pleasure. Look forward to it. Everybody, get behind your team, and let's make this the biggest one there's ever been. Absolutely, Nick Heath, ITV Rugby commentator. Ninety percent of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. <sighs> And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.